Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Hi, we're we're the Bradshaw Bradshaw Boys. Before we start the podcast, we wanted to tell you we got a live show June 12th Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House. It's going to celebrate the 20th year anniversary of the airing of the pilot of Sex in the City. We're going to have tons of surprises. We're going to read the pilot through and then we're going to do a live podcast recording. So come on out. We'd love to see you guys there. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, we'll be dropping little discount codes along the way if you guys keep listening. Okay? Go to at the Bradshaw Boys on social and get details. Now, let's listen to the episode. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever. Mostly. Mostly. Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> I One of the things that was so funny to me that uh, I listened to is our producer, Jeremy, and I one time went and listened to the time that Kevin did that intro. Oh, man. Not but, good. Well, oh. it's funny because I can hear you watching me and John watch you, and you're like, welcome to the uh, the Bradshaw Boys, where mostly there's guys that are... Th- they." Uh, I was trying it, so hard. Just wanting to I'm impress not, us. I'm not That's try- all you were thinking about. I'm not I just want to do good here, Dad. I'm not trying to open up with a roast. It just, it's. I'm sure there's like moments... Not trying to, but succeeding at I it. I mean, it's... <laughs> listen, sometimes things are effortless, and you're good. But it it's... Uh, Listen, I, I'm when, good at that intro, but there's a lot of other things I'm not good at. Listen, what, I, are, what are some of them? Basketball is one of them. Okay. Uh, um, one thing I'm not good at is is trying to be smooth at things like I we had talked about. I tried to uh, go talk to this one bar for us to do a Bradshaw Boys event there. And I was like, I'm going to go do some recon. And I went and I was talking to the bartender. And I was like get a drink and then get some food and kind of try to like, I almost just knock my drink over there and try to slide into this whole thing. And as I'm talking to the bartender, I'm like, yeah, this martini's like great. And then at some point it just went, yeah, it's really good. Um, I do this podcast <laughs> and I wanted to see, and he was just like, what are you talking about? And then basically he just goes, I can't speak for the bar, but I'll give you a card. That's so, but <laughs> it was, you're a good, you're a good citizen though. And, uh, I would like to bring up the, what happened earlier, right before you showed up, some, some gentleman showed up looking for you and we didn't know why he was there. Uh, I was there with, uh, I don't with Jeremy and this. Jillian, our guest who's here mm-hmm. and, uh, tell him, tell him why, why that, why this, this guy I showed was up. On, I was on the subway this morning and, um, there was a little leather bag on the ground and everyone kept looking at it and it was like too small to be a see something say something situation like it was like if if that's a bomb it's going to be cute and, uh, <laughs> and so um but everyone kept looking at it and picking it up and they'd be like is this yours is this yours and everyone would just put it back on the ground such a freaking new york thing to do have you ever like gotten on the subway you've seen there's like popcorn on a seat and people just swipe it off and oh, like yeah. it just goes all over the subway floor yeah, yeah. so anyway long story short when it was like 10 stops down the line and I was almost at work, I just picked it up and I unzipped the bag and it was like someone's dop kit and it's a super nice, like monogrammed, very nice leather. And, uh, so I picked it up and took it to work and I looked and I got the guy's name off of a prescription and I called the pharmacy and I was like, I know this is weird, but I have this guy's stuff. And they gave me a HIPAA violation. 
HIPAA violation. <laughs> what and, pharmacy? And tonight we're going to dox that pharmacy. We're going to put their info out on this podcast. No, but they gave me his phone number. But the reason I did that is because I lost my work ID. Oh, shoot. Nobody at work knows that. And now I'm telling the world. Oh, well, Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit that out, Jeremy. No, I, I, left we, my, I left my work ID on the street and by accident. And I got a Facebook message from some friend that was like, a guy I went to high school with just got in touch with me and said he's a mutual friend and he found your your ID in the middle of Broadway and 50th Street. And, and you're so paying it forward. Paying it forward. My, my question of the whole story is story. How, how big does something have to be to say something? What's I said something to the pharmacy and they gave me anything I wanted. Um, <laughs> well, what, I, size I think packages, it, I think, what size package is something? I think duffel bag size. Really? So you saw if you saw a small suitcase? I wouldn't there, say... I, I wouldn't say anything at any time. That's, I need to get to work. That's the first question I, I want to ask our guest. Our guest. Speaking of our guest. Jillian Anthony. Jillian Anthony. She is editor the, of Time Out New York, and she is the columnist, the writer of the column. Go Let on. Let us explain. Oh, man. We're Not back good. at that intro. How do you do? How do you do? She's, she's let, the editor let, of Time Out New York. Jillian, how she, do you think I did? Great. <laughs> Is that like a is that like a six out of ten grade or a ten out of ten? This is great. I love I love going on dates and having guys take me to Taco Bell. This is great. Thanks. No, Crunchwrap Supremes are my favorite. I just got nervous when I was going to call you columnist or what the column was called, but I got most of the way through. It's a sex and dating column. You you were most of the way there. So Real. so you're on the subway and you see a CVS bag that just is stuffed full. It's got duct tape around the outside of it. It's not as big as a duffel bag. Do you say something? I I mean, if I really saw, I would never be afraid of that object. I'd be like, somebody left that here and it's trash. It's just garbage. You know? It's just yeah. the smelly guy. The smelly guy forgot one of his bags. Yeah. What if there's yeah. wires coming out of it? Ooh. Yeah. The smelly guy that used to work at Radio Shack <laughs> left his shit. <laughs> yeah. Or the guy that picks up, you know, uh, old radio stuff off the street and carries it around. I don't know. <laughs> the something that you would say is just like, hey, look at that trash. And that'd yeah. be it. <laughs> um, you're, you're, we had you on. This is our season one finale. Woo. Capping it off with you because you are the modern day true life Carrie Bradshaw. You're <laughs> a sex and dating columnist, writer, just like. Our good friend Carrie. Do you just like for the, for the New York Star? That's me. That's you. Do you do you, do you describe yourself as have or have you ever described yourself as a real life Carrie? Uh, I would never presume to call myself as such, but I have had a lot of people say that to me. That's just because you're humble. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's a, how do you uh, does your com column come out weekly? Yeah, uh, the the magazine comes out almost weekly. Um, sometimes we do a few double issues here and there, but yeah, it comes out with every issue. What was your last column about? Uh, let's see if I can remember. Uh, it all melds together when mm -hmm. you're doing weeklies. Um, I believe that or your favorite one it doesn't what? yeah let's see if i can just remember a good one yeah. rather than that um oh one i liked recently was a guy asked how can i ask my wife to shave down there without looking like a jerk oh. and i think that's a very careful situation yeah that is. <laughs> what was your advice um well first i laid out some things that men might not understand about female grooming yeah. in that uh, it's very expensive and men are not asked to make those same costs just for yeah. grooming purposes. <laughs> um, also that women are like told to be completely hairless from the minute they're born. And so mm -hmm. I think there's like a lot of weird unfairness going on there. Um, and also that shaving is like feel very uncomfortable down there. Maybe some of you men have done it too. Sometimes it doesn't feel nice. So I like laid out these facts. I was like, maybe you don't know everything. And then I was like, but you know, or she doesn't care about any of that. And maybe she'll be like, sure, let's do it. So you never yeah. know. You just have to approach it, um, gingerly and know that it's her decision in the end. Yeah. So are, are the people who are asking you these questions, they're real people? Yes. Do do they is there any ever uh, ever any dialogue back and forth or is it this, they present the question and then you answer it and then you don't hear about them anymore or do you ever get someone who's like you know I read that and this is what I what I think about that. 
Um, it's mostly there's not too much dialogue back and forth. I do have a lot of the people's emails, but I've never I've really never chosen to really reach out to them. Mm-hmm. I just kind of take their question at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some people reach out to me with negative feedback. Um, like I remember one girl reached out and was just kind of like, um, what, who are you that you can give us this advice? Like, as far as I know, you just had one bad boyfriend. Like what makes you so great? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you write back, you're like, all right, I have some advice for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like that, you know, the thing about, and I, first of all, I'm not an expert or like a health person or anything mm. like that. And I never, Uh, say I am. And if it comes to health stuff, I like go to the right sources and stuff like that. But, you know, the thing about advice is it's my fucking advice. It's your advice. (laughs) That's anyone's advice. You're like, listen, this is my opinion. When it's like people talking about football, it's like there's one football player and then there's three other dudes that are just like, I just like football. Or it's (laughs) like three guys talking about sex and city. Yeah. It's like, listen, listen, this is, this is our (laughs) We don't know what we're talking about. We're we're, we're trying our best here. We know more now. Yeah. We know, we know certain things. Yeah. My advice to her would be start your own advice column. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Say whatever you want. That seems like, uh, there's someone, some advice that someone gave one time. They're like, if you're jealous of something, it's probably like points to like a good thing. It's not always bad. It's like, Oh, maybe you want to do that thing. So mm-hmm. maybe she wants to start her own. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's get her on the pot. Here she's she's coming in now. <laughs> Here she is. Welcome. I support her. Yeah. Hi. Um, she left her duffel bag on on the train. Actually, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like there's got to be a shaving episode in sex at some point. Yes, there is. Okay. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is it is it is kind of interesting how cultural and time based that is. Like I've, it became a real big thing because I remember the first pornographic picture I saw. Uh, it was the racist. Oh, do tell, Kevin. It sounds very steamy. Well, well, it was It was on the bus. It was a pixelated printed out picture and this guy kept him in his wallet and uh, it was in the back of He would pass around floppy disks and it would just be like, they'd like upload like and then we'd be like, can't wait till the whole picture is loaded up. But that was... And since then, I mean, that was a that was based on what I saw a hairy a hairy time. Julian's <laughs> advice for you would get better internet connection. <laughs> so, have you heard of T one or T three connections? Um, well, uh, and you're a Sex and the City fan. Yes, uh, I never started watching. I remember I got the first season as a gift from my college roommate, who I was roommates with all through college, and we're still very close. Um, but I, so I started watching way later than a lot of people did. I didn't watch it when it was first on. Um, and then, yeah, from there I watched everything. Once I moved to New York, I got much more obsessed with it. I feel like, because then I could relate to what was going on, you know? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I, I re I still, um, with certain moods, we'll rewatch certain seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did uh, when you moved here? Did you, did you want to be a sex columnist? Did you? Is that something that you were were pursuing? Did you see that in Carrie and say that's something that I want to do with my life? That was never something I I saw myself directly doing. But I think in my career, I've and just uh, my interests. I'm very interested in women's issues and, um, a, you know, a, the biggest. I'm a very big feminist and uh, that's just kind of my worldview. So when the, the opportunity came up uh, when I was the sections editor at Time Out New York, it came up that I uh, this position was becoming open. We wanted someone like famous and with a big following to take it on, but it didn't quite work out. And my boss was finally like, do you want it? I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> that's awesome. That's interesting, though, yeah. because it seems like from Carrie Bradshaw days, like when she, you know, when Sex and the City was on, being a sex columnist or even... Like that kind of columnist now in our day and age seems like it's it's more than just like, here's what you should want from a relationship. Like there's so many other women's like women's issues and like movements and everything out there. It's it more seems like, like encompassing. It's more mm-hmm. encompassing. And there's like gender issues like you. It's it's a it, it seems like it's a. Uh, like a richer thing to write about than it would have just been like, well, here's what I think about dates. Like (laughs) you have like a much bigger plate of things to write about. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's all, yeah, there's, there's certainly a a certain women's movement going on right now. There's always a lot of things to talk about, but I, I think that 
yeah, dating and, and the female identity within the dating world is changing and evolving in, in a very particular time right now. And as you watch Sex and the City, you'll see, you know, Carrie's behavior and also, you know, what she writes like is very timed, uh, dated, mm-hmm. not great advice yeah. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. So we, we've we've noticed a few things in in, in some ways that she's quite judgy and quite a prude. So, yeah. And a lot of people mention that, uh, fans, non-fans or people we've reached out to book. They're just like huge sex in the city fan. Now I rewatch it. It's like very, some things are like horrible or yeah. problematic or whatever. Yes. Um, if there, so thinking of that, is there a show that you watch now that would be like mm. the current day sex in the city, but with maybe less, uh, prickly political stuff or just like with maybe a better point of like view. Like what for, show's doing it right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because That's I feel like at question. the time people were like, this is so innovative and then, you know, you look back and some things aren't. Is there anything that you would point people to now? I mean, I think the the show that immediately came to mind was Insecure. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched yeah, that? Yeah, Issa, Issa Rae show. Yeah, yeah, Issa Rae's show. I mean, that's a, a whole, there's a whole other, you know, a much more modern, like, here's what dating is today. Here's the issues we're dealing with. You know, obviously it's like uh, a specifically Los Angeles show too. Um, and then there's a lot of race and culture involved in that show as well, race issues. So it's, it's uh, I think, a really current great show to watch about dating now. Mm. Royal Pains, you said? <laughs> <laughs> um, insecure. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but both on HBO. So got to give props HBO. to HBO, right? Mm-hmm. It's I haven't seen... I've only seen a few episodes of Insecure, but it, I, it it's interesting because she started out as a, a YouTuber, I think, mm-hmm. like doing YouTube sketches. And when that show started, I I always feel like it's easy to be like, oh, this person's a YouTuber. This will be like a sketch comedy type show or just like a comedy relationship show. And it seems like from the stuff I've seen, it gets so like deep and is so it's super well written, really well acted. And they have like it just seems like a really, really good, good show. Yeah. And it's always very, for me, it was always very thought provoking. I'd leave it the next day. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of television you want, right? You leave mm-hmm. it with questions and you, you and your friends talk about real things and how that relates to your life. Um, so I, I think it was really good at that. Awesome. Well, for, what better time to watch than to watch an episode of television with friends? What Do we, <laughs> do we know what the episode tonight's called? I don't think we do. Uh, uh, the, uh, well, it's oh, called, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. It's called "O Come, All Ye Faithful." Ooh, have Christmas you seen this episode? Theme. I feel I, like based off the uh, title. I'm hoping this is a particular episode. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Well, it's I do awesome. think last episode someone thought that that's what they said that this is a good episode. I think we've gotten the word from our last yeah. guest that we're in for a Perfect. real treat. Excellent, yeah. fantastic. Well, let's go check out "O Come, All Ye Faithful," mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be back soon. All right, bye-bye. bye, bye. Episode twelve. O come all ye faithful. After being introduced to Big's mother as a friend, Carrie realizes her relationship is one-sided and breaks up with him. Miranda dates an up-and-coming playwright who is also an uptight Catholic. Samantha falls in love with a perfect man, but he doesn't measure up to her requirements. Charlotte gets psychic readings to see if she will ever marry, but is disappointed with the results. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. Wow. wow. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye all. That was the alto. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that a public domain song? Are we going to get charged it's, for that? It's public domain. We're getting sued. Don't worry. Whew. I think it's from like the eight eighteen hundreds. Anything I learned, I think it's nineteen twenty or before. You're good. Okay, I think that's what it is. So we're good. Well, you know what Disney's doing? Disney has to reapply to keep those all, or else all their stuff's public domain, and then they'll all all go under. So they're gonna just reapply to be like, can we have more time, and and we'll let them. I can show you the world. Dang it, we owe Disney money now. <laughs> Shining chip. Okay. Okay. We're off um, the rails. Let's get back into the get episode. Back hey, I'll, the I'll talk Disney songs all day. You just got to throw Mulan up there. All right, that's my jam. <laughs> Let's get down to business. It's my favorite song. Um, 
strong it's, end yeah. of a season. Wow. Jillian, what was it like for you watching? When when do you think the last time you saw this episode was? I don't watch season one that much. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sorry. We got TDs, also known as... Bear with us. I'll, 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 give, I'll give us a clean... I'll give a clean question. Oh, come on. <laughs> <ye. laughs> so, Jillian, when do you think the last time you saw that episode was? I don't really watch season one very much. Uh, it's just like it, it, it feels so dated more so than anything else, uh, any of the other seasons after it. But um, it's probably been a couple years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Was it like, uh, was it nice to go back to it? What were your initial thoughts like? It was very nice to go back to it. I, it's nice to it's nice and also very sad to revisit uh, her beginnings with Big. Mm. Why? Well, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say. Well, well so we've we've kind of put a uh, is it moratorium? Is that the word? We've we we not moratorium. Spoiler. We don't care about. Spoilers. Yeah, we don't care. The statute okay. like, we don't want statute limitations. Is off. It's, been, it's, been, is off. it's been however many you twenty can, years. You can spoil anything. We know that freedom. she ends up with big. Oh right. Okay. The, yeah, we, I'm yeah. like, so, wait. You know. just don't just don't ruin skipper stuff for it's me. A, That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, it's a whole thing with big, you guys. And this is the beginning, and this is the first time he fucks up, and it's sad. Oh, yeah. It was. It was a heavy moment. I will say. Uh, should we just let, let, do the do the let's recap. do the recap and then okay. let's get into it. Well, we can you, recap the, the episode. Listeners ho- heard the recap of of the episode. Yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my my give short a- version take. Uh, the O come all ye faithful. Everyone is uh, wrestling with faith in in one way or another. Um, uh, Charlotte is wrestling with the idea that she may never get married. She was told by a a tarot card reader that she would never get married. Uh, Miranda has more of a direct uh, relationship with Faith and that her boyfriend showers immediately every time uh, he has sex because some uh, oh. religious guilt. What? He always says, oh God. Oh, oh he's very sweet. I think more she, she was getting baptized by his sweat <laughs> while having sex. Uh, we have um, we have Samantha uh, thinks she's in love but then gets very disappointed uh, in the, the size of her partner's genitalia. <laughs> And lastly, Carrie is lacking uh, in faith in the, her relationship with Big. She uh, inter- meets Big's mother uh, after dropping a Bible or hymnal on the floor. And uh, Mr. Big obviously has never told his, her, his mother about Carrie. And she, she struggles with that. And it kind of all comes to head at the end where uh, they're going to go to St. Bart's. St. Bart's. They're gonna go to St. Bart's, and she she just says, "I need a sign. I'd give me something, anything to keep me going." And not only does he not give her anything, he just doesn't say a dang word. And yeah. he and when she dropped that Bible on the floor, I don't know if he says or not, but I want to make clear that's because she had she snuck into church to spy on him and his mom. Yeah, she found that he'd secretly been taking his mom to church. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she snuck in and mm-hmm. dropped Which the Bible off the balcony. Truly crazy behavior. Very crazy. <laughs> like, I, and, 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 and very crazy that Miranda would go along with it. Yes, like, Miranda, that's fine. That's, fine. <laughs> that, that's okay. But you're right. Miranda, Miranda being was the a, more level-headed one. She was a bit of an enabler. In <laughs> yeah. that also, they showed up into that church with the biggest church hats. Full-on derby. It was full-on full Kentucky, Kentucky derby. derby. Like we're in the South. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And they had like they probably had like a couple of mint juleps in their purses. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, big episode. Big Big, oh. big episode. You know, one thing, the whole you thing. You thought about that all day. Oh Admit gosh, it. Admit it. So much. I, I thought about it all season. I was like, when are you going to get that one in, Corey? <laughs> one thing I did think about, and I'll just go ahead and get it out, is that, listen, the whole thing's about faith in God. Did anyone ever think about the real Mr. Big? The man upstairs. Ooh. Okay. Did anyone <laughs> ever, did anyone ever equate him with Mr. Big? You think Mr. Big, when he prays to God, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where this he calls him Mr. He Big. Calls him Mr. Big. Hey me. Hey, listen. listen. Hey me. Hey, I want to talk to the real Mr. Big, the man upstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My apartment's on the second My floor. My apartment's up. I, I, um. I did one of those where I put in a spiral staircase. I live in both. I live in the bottom, <laughs> and I am the man upstairs. I'm Mr. Big. Um, I think that the scene where they talk at the church, and then they have uh, Big and Carrie. They talk at the church. I was surprised. Because there was like the hymnal drop, and then the and then the mom was there. But then once it was just them two in the church, I was surprised at the 
the level of seriousness the whole scene went. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And that's when she said, he said to her, you got to have faith. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. I, I, I was very turned off with her behavior. Carrie's behavior? Like, was that, I mean, Jillian, you, you suggested that I may not be too far off in thinking that what she did was pretty bonkers. Yeah, that's awful behavior. And I mean, if you think about if that happened to you, that's a huge, I, I like betrayal of trust. Also, and, he said, like, don't come to church, right. to spy on me. Right? And, and so she's making, you know, the whole episode, the dynamic between them, which will continue forever, is like he is obviously older, has seen a lot, uh, is trying to take this relationship slow, which if you're in your like late 40s is probably correct. Right. And she's, you know, she's more sensitive and, ha- and more emotional and like wants to be the one right away, which I completely understand. And they're, they're not, neither of them are wrong. But but he's like, you know, very condescending and like kind of treating her like, oh, come on, get over these emotions. And she just is asking for a little bit and he can't even give her that. So mm-hmm. I feel like she was, thank goodness she didn't get in that car, you guys. Do you this feel, time. she would have been buying a lot of big margaritas. She, <laughs> that was what he told her to do, right? To Wait, get to serve St. Bart's. me and give me a big margarita. Do, do you feel That's like, what he calls any margarita, though, that he drinks. He's like, it's a big, mar- a big margarita. Because <laughs> it's his. Yeah. Write my name on the side. <laughs> do you feel like, oh, sorry, Kevin. Well, I was just going to ask you, because you said, Jillian, you said, thank God she didn't get in the car. Yeah. Um. So she, you think she made the right decision. Yeah. It, is At, there something that Big could have said that made it like? Do you think if you would anything, have been like, listen, anything. I need, I need this to just be a vacation to get to like? Because she did she, ask him, say I'm the one, right? Yeah, she basically said like, say I'm the one, which is a lot. Well, I think it's like she's asking. She she knows what she needs, and she asked for it, which is great. Mm. And he could not provide it. And even if you know, perhaps he he was on another timeline than her. Like she was right to know. I need this and he will not give it to me. So this is over. Mm. You know, I, I don't, I'm not. That's it, so mature. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There was a moment. I know. Just watch her do that. I'm like, wow, it's a real adult decision. Yeah, I think she's, I think <laughs> she just tough. talked about my past 10 years. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, okay. I'm, 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 I'm tracking. I like that. Yeah. Feel- and also it was right for him to not just give in exactly because he also, he wasn't there. He wasn't ready. He yeah. wasn't going to mm, give it to yeah, her. I think so. it, having them write him saying anything would have been the wrong move there. I think having him be completely silent and helpless, like he, look at his face was just like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Was the right decision. Well, because-, because his, his remedy to like, I can't take you to church. You can't, you're not welcome in that part of my life. I'm not going to allow you there yet, mm-hmm. but I can take you to St. Bart's. So that, that's where I guess I'm like, that, that was his, his peace offering of like, cool, this is what I can do. And the church thing, just to be clear, is not like a religious thing where he's like, I can't let you into this spiritual part of my yeah. life. He was like, I'm an atheist. I take my mom to church, right? Uh, but I can't let you into that part of my life. That's like the interior part of his actual life. That's his Oedipal life where he's like, this is between me and my mom and I God. I can't let you in because one day I'm going to rip up my eyes because I'm in love with my mother. <laughs> and I killed my father. I, where is he? Oh, he's dead. dead. I'm doing the, I do my relationship slow and I'm doing the Oedipus thing slowly as well. And listen, if tune into our side podcast, it's all Sophocles works. It's like, we get real deep into it. So many side podcasts um, at this point. Steve talk. Steve talk. Sophocles. No, Steve talk is, will happen. Steve talk will happen. There's a side podcast where John. Not just, a side podcast. It's just going to be my John, own five minutes. John just a, corners off for five minutes. I'm going to break Steve. down my, my yeah. Steve thoughts. Well, Steve is the number one sex in the city man. So really? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Ooh. I'm excited for me. Steve. Yeah. Glad, um, I, glad I staked him out. Is Steve season one? No. no Steve okay. is Skipper. Way, a Skipper, who we got to see again. Which who, also, I was very happy when I got number to see one, him again. Number, I raised my arms Number up. one season one man, I, I think. Would, I, would th- I would say so. I think we kind of said this. Uh, the level of confidence that dork has. <laughs> like They start him off as such a loser. Stop. By the end, it's like he's just like... I knew you'd come back, Miranda. Yeah. I'm like, wearing a Target like shirt yeah. at a Dark Angel Fallen Scent release party, and I don't care. <laughs> that was real. He maybe really... Structure. Maybe it was from Structure. I don't know. Uh, it was from Structure, I bet. Yeah, but Skipper, I mean, like- I we, like their thing. I do, too. I think it's great. I think they're like evenly- <laughs> I just burped. Sorry. I tried to hide <laughs> it, and I couldn't. <laughs> I feel like when you're talking about Skipper, you just got to go full- You like, gas. You're full nerd. You're just like, you know Skipper has IBS. <laughs> 
Skipper has the worst IBS. For sure. Or at least he thinks he does every day. Every, he's like, oh, no, I don't, oh, Miranda, I don't oh, think shoot. I can come over. I, oh, I got to get an emotion. What was the episode where he's like, I'm not just some stud, Miranda. Like, come on. Yeah, Skipper's the just best. Sex horse. We're not he's, just some sex horse. He's not enough for Miranda, you guys. Yeah, that's he's true. He's not enough. I and know. by the way, rewatching this ep, she looks hot. She oh, looks so she good. So hot. I was like, she, oh my god. Yes, she looks so good. So, way better than a later seasons. <laughs> I was like, we were in a previous. And they're dressing her worse right now too, right? Yeah, I mean, Sorry, she's Kevin. she's extremely nineties right now. Like, mm-hmm. but I I think I liked some of the outfits, but you guys will see. Like her her she has the craziest wardrobe of all of them. Really? really? Yeah. It's crazy. See, when she was Is walking because, with sorry. Carrie, she was Carrie had like on a slimming outfit and she was all like baggy, baggy sweatpants. <laughs> she or, was like but gap it, workout section. It was gap, yeah. But the there was a um we were we didn't know what ESQ meant in an earlier episode, which means lawyer. And then ah. <laughs> we I was looking for a Roman I was looking for I was Googling back of Miranda's head. So that I could make a poster of Roman Israel ESQ, only it's with Miranda Hobbs ESQ, the movie. So I was doing that on the subway all day today, but I couldn't find a picture of of uh, Cynthia Nixon turned around. But I was just going through pictures. I was like, freaking babe. Yeah, she's beautiful. I, I sent you guys a picture of the pilot episode where it says Miranda Hobbs ESQ, yeah. uh, lawyer, single woman. And she is like so cute in that picture. She looks great. And she's standing in the middle of like a Manhattan deli too. Mm-hmm. It's such mm-hmm. a New York picture. I felt better though because I talked to a friend at work today who she's she's very smart and very accomplished. She just finished her first book. And I told her about the Esquire conversation. We had an, we had a conversation. Where we're like, what is Esquire? Does that mean lawyer? And as I was, I was like, I felt so stupid. And then she was like, Wait, so Esquire does mean lawyer? I didn't know that. And I was like, cool, okay, good. I feel way better now. I also did not know See, that. I think that's one of those things where people are like, oh, I just, I always just nodded when people said uh-huh. that. Yeah. I, I've been walking around the last 10 weeks with my head a little bit lower because I thought I was like so bad that I didn't know that. So I felt very I'm stupid. I'm a little pep back in my step because <laughs> yeah. of that one. Thanks, Corey. Hey, you're welcome. Um, Miranda... Total babe. I Total will babe. say that the, they also like put her next to the most barbaric looking man when he's having sex. I mean, he he was an awful image. He was like a, he was in a sauna. I told oh, Corey it, it reminded me of of Dennis from It's Always Sunny when they would like show him post coital, just like all veiny and wet and just <laughs> his face, his, his face, <laughs> just gnarly. The um. Because her her thing is the guy has sex and then gets up and goes and showers directly after, which I personally, I just think that's good hygiene. Immediately, like seconds? I mean, he's like, oh, got to go shower. It is it is seconds. I think he him. could give it, I think he could give it a How minute. A couple minutes. A minute it's, and a half. What is, the, what is the appropriate amount of time? I read some article that you could avoid like 90% of STDs if you shower directly after. So I thought they were going to bring that up, but I don't think it's more an emotional thing for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Catholic guilt thing mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And then she finds out he's Catholic and she's like even more bummed because she's like, I found the last religious person and they're the last person in New York that cared about religion. What, what would you, what advice would you give? Miranda comes to you, writes in, says, uh, this guy that I'm dating gets up and showers within 10 seconds after orgasming during sex. What do I do? I mean, uh, if it was that exact situation, Miranda's never going to end up with that guy. She hates religion. She, you know, he, he's like got a weird mental complex about it. If somebody can't even enjoy sex, if you're hopping out of bed because you hate yourself all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, like, uh, you should probably break up with that person. You're not there to, I don't know, unless you're like deeply bound and you've been with that person for a long time, it's not your thing to fix. I'd rather you mm. just release. Do you have any advice for that person? <laughs> for the person suffering from that? The, the guy. The guy. Like, what would guy. be your advice to the guy? Uh, I mean, therapy. That'd be the, mm. you gotta, you gotta mm, go, therapy. you gotta talk about those nuns that told you that sin was, that sex was sinful. You gotta work that out and you need to like, embrace your sexuality so hopefully you'll you'll find someone that will want to be with you in in your experience of like it let's say you talk to someone like that who writes in do you find that like if they went to therapy that guy ends up having a nun fetish later <laughs> <laughs> like it goes deeper where it's like i did that and now i'm like super probably, into nun stuff that's probably the porn he watches that's absolutely probably nun, 
nun stuff. I feel like if he was with Samantha or, or he could suggest that's like, okay, instead of the shower, like right after I orgasm, I need you to spank me and just like punish me for what I did. And then they could get into something like in a habit. Yeah. yeah. See, you'd be the, you'd be like, if you were his partner, maybe you could redirect. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to provide this service for you. <laughs> well, also, do you think that guy ever just has sex in the shower? Would that fix it? I, I feel no. like that's his wouldn't fix that's it. His He's got to go, yeah. go to the sauna then. Something's <laughs> Only Jesus <laughs> is in there with him. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that's his. What the funny part about the end is that that ends up in his like off Broadway play. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gets like, well, because she does kind of confront him kind of in a therapy moment. And she's like, what if we talk about this? He gets this weird righteous anger and then he writes a play out of it. Yeah. Well, my, my pro- one of my problems with the episode. Maybe it might be my only problem, but w- one of them for sure was, I feel like her issue was Miranda. Was, yeah. Miranda's issue is pretty m- major. And I feel like Carrie's issue was also like, like at the church where they were sitting next to each other. And if I were Miranda, I would, I would have been like, this is a bigger thing in my life that's happening than you being a crazy person going to the church and dropping a Bible on the floor. Why aren't we talking about my thing? I feel like Carrie like I know she's the main character, but sometimes I'm like, girl, your friends are actually going through some real stuff right yeah. now. And you're so focused on like that in, in your own head that. It, well, that's why the Miranda you're, thing. You're a bad friend. I felt like the Miranda thing was played more for laughs. And that's why I was surprised when the scene between her and big at the church was so serious that it, exactly. it changed yeah. quickly to like all the rest are like funny things. Tiny dick. Uh, Shower after sex. Charlotte's tarot cards. Gonna, Charlotte is never gonna. She's afraid she's never gonna get married, which is like her main deal. Two tarot card people tell her that she won't. Yeah, won't be married. Won't be married. But then Carrie's was like, it was like, oh wow, this is. But there, hers is a little more nuanced of like the you know emotions of a relationship that you just like are way stickier than like you can just be like we're on different pa-. like it's. There's a little more nuance there, I guess. I feel like you guys are learning something very early, which is very important that Carrie is the worst. <laughs> well, that's what, <laughs> that is what we like have heard from people where they're just like, oh, oh my gosh, she just, you, as time goes on, you start to see things that you love about the other characters and you're like, Carrie, you suck. She's just the worst. That, is she I, I was, just never would have thought that starting the show. I would have thought that I would have well, like allied with her and been really like supportive of her. And you're right. Every episode I watch, I'm just like, you are the you're the worst. Someone told me uh someone told me that that was actually hard for Sarah Jessica Parker in her like public persona life is that people really put that on her. They were like Oh, she's like a diva. We don't like her. And she's supposedly like a really great person in real life. But she had to kind of shake off this Carrie thing for a long time. And uh, because people were just like identified that character with her so much. Have you guys already discussed the recent drama? We we haven't. I actually just researched it because because I heard about it and then I researched it and it kind of depressed me. Like it's very sad. It's so it was like. Stay with the recent drama is the re- it was ISIS is a huge thing in our world <laughs> right now, and they're Kim Cattrall joined ISIS. Kim, Kim Cattrall joined, joined ISIS, and we're not. It's it's terrible. She's she's last I heard she was in a spider hole in Fallujah. <laughs> She's sending videos to get out because they all have small dicks, so it's really weird. It is really great to see her. You just hit ISIS where it hurts. You just, yeah, listen, they got small dicks. Americans got huge dicks and big bombs, ISIS. Um, We got way bigger bombs than ISIS. They're huge. I got got off the, I was in LA this past week and I got a rental car and they're like, would you you like extra for the GPS? And I'm like, no, they're phones now. But then I used my phone. (laughs) They're still trying that? Yeah. Come on, Alamo. They were. It was dollar, (laughs) dollar rental. Things are going okay with me, but not hurts okay. (laughs) And, uh, and the first thing I did, I was like, I was like, got a rental car. I'm kind of like an adult. This is a nice little trip. And then they're like, turn left on ISIS Avenue. And I was like, (laughs) Okay. Um, it's always a left turn on ISIS Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the real the controversy. Yeah. Uh, you, you, yeah, you say okay, it. Okay. So, um, our tel- TV moms, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker, are fighting once again um, after years of, you know, rumored cat fighting and everything. Basically, 
Kim's brother passed away and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker left an Instagram comment that was just like thinking of you, blah, blah, blah. Kim posted this crazy clapback to Sarah Jessica Parker being like, don't use my tragedy for publicity. You know, we are we were never friends, blah, blah, blah. Like it was very harsh. And so everybody started taking sides. It was a hard day. You know, I'm still thinking about it. I didn't realize that's where it came from. I thought she just didn't want to do a third movie. No, that's it got... old news. Oh man, I am so not <laughs> oh, caught up. It what was... side is Skipper on? Where does he fall? Skipper is. Skipper's like, I'm just trying to hook up with Miranda one last time. <laughs> She's just... so smart. I just want to hook up with her one time, and I I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> what? Uh... Is anyone else itch down there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was so. I guess. What you were saying about Sarah Jessica Parker and people confusing her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is like a little uh, crack in the door or crack in the the armor of us to be like, oh, yeah, they're this is a TV show. They they weren't necessarily getting along on set. Mm. Maybe they weren't talking. Maybe because maybe that's a testament to the show that it's like all four friends. And I feel like that's why it's so alarming. People are so still connected to the show that it's like, whoa, that's crazy. Like Samantha and Carrie are fighting, but it's like, no, they're actresses. Yeah. And right. you got to think they had four careers that were like launching out of this and they're doing other things and stuff like that. So it's. And one of them's naked all the time and the other's not. There's and she also, some, like, she's also 10 years older than the other ones, I think, or like eight yeah. years older. That was like an issue that someone had told me they were like, there's this whole thing of Kim Cattrall being an older actress being like, I'm playing the same age as these women. And. I'm facing all the same like body things and she's the like one that is like naked all the time. Mm-hmm. So she's like working out crazy hard cause you're trying to, you're in like a Hollywood TV show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a Hollywood TV show. It's a New York TV show. Oh my bad. Sorry. Gosh. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, I thought well, club chaos sounds pretty Hollywood. <laughs> That's from the pilot episode. Um, yeah. It, the whole thing made me sad. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if someone's, I don't know that like there's actually real death involved and real sadness. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was like I was, you know, <laughs> I think that's why I think that's why it got so genuinely sad because yeah. obviously, can't you know, her brother passed away. That's awful. But probably she's dealing with grief in like weird, unexplained ways as mm-hmm. well. So this sure. is just something that manifested from that. You Isn't know? it so weird, too, that like we live in a time now where had this whole thing happened 10 years ago? Like it would be at, at most it would be that she sent an email or it'd saying, be on page six and yeah. like buried in, but like it wouldn't be like post. on an Instagram comment yeah. on a public feed where mm-hmm. this whole thing erupts from like it, it wouldn't have erupted in the same way. Cause there's not, it'd be much harder to, it, I guess she would have had to say something on TV. Like I really want to sympathize with Kim. And then she'd be like, don't use your TV appearance to bring fame to yourself or whatever. Maybe Kim Cattrall, since she's older than everyone, she does. She thought that that was an email, but it was on Instagram. She was just like, <laughs> well, how do you expect me to know how the computers work? I don't know. Did she, did, do you buy it with, with the bit, the bitcoins? What is it? Uh, I don't know what's going on anymore. Mm. Um, the, uh, let's talk about Samantha's deal. Boring. Boring? You thought boring? I mean, crying in the bathroom stall because the guy's got a small wiener. That was a little. That's that's too obvious. That was a little like waka waka. Yeah. See, I liked it. I just liked how it was. I think she's funny. I think I like that she's played for comedy, and I think she is funny always. Um, I I just think out of the four storylines, like hers and Charlotte's were were pretty. Like, not impressive. Although one, well, two things. One, I thought this was going to be the episode, but it's not. But there's something that I'm saving, and I feel like you would maybe know what it is. Have you ever seen the video of Kim Cattrall? I don't want to, like, I want us to watch it together. There's a video of Kim Cattrall in real life oh, with her, her jazz boyfriend. Like, okay. The yes. jazz boyfriend video. The scatting video. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so when she said, when she met this guy. <laughs> oh, White Blazer and Krispy Kremes? When she met White Blazer and Krispy <laughs> Kremes in this episode, and he was like, I'm a jazz singer. I was like, no. But there is a real video that I feel like we should wait. So we said when we started this podcast that I'd seen like five episodes. And one of the episodes I've seen is later. I know Carrie dates a guy who dabbles in jazz. Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like when we get to that, we should watch this Kim Cattrall scatting in real life video. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a real treat for you guys. Oh, it is so good. I think before we do that, though, we should do a field piece where we all wear white blazers and uh, carry around a dozen Krispy Kremes (laughs) and see how many numbers we can get. You guys in? I mean, we still got to do the field piece where we send Kevin out to wave like big at people. What's the big wave? The in the in the first episode he picked up the big is like a big waver. He's always across the room being like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does the, all these the like, little fingers. Little finger waves. Yeah. Little, yeah. It's like he's like doing one on like a a nineties drum set, the little like chimes, the gliss where it's like Ooh. I would love to see him on a like a Macy's float and instead of just giving like the classic <laughs> full arm smile wave. Just locking that hand real tight and just, just throwing these out there. But one thing I did want to say about the Charlotte storyline was, I agree, it was like a little like, oh, she's not going to get married. And now a tarot person tells her she's not. But one thing that was kind of cool is she goes to the the psychic that's like way in an outer borough or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it'll be a hundred dollars to remove the curse. And she's like, no. And then she leaves and sees a guy and kind of gets her confidence back. And we talked about this in the first, in the pilot episode, but there's a Samantha when she's with our favorite character ever. Mm-hmm. Say Capo- it with me. Capote Duncan. Capote Duncan. Capo- Capote Duncan. Mm-hmm. When she's with Capote Duncan. Yeah. Now you're like, exactly. oh my gosh. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But Capote Duncan, uh, he like tells Samantha she can't stay over. And you mm. see this like kind of like hint of like sadness. We talked about that, I think, like a long time mm-hmm. ago. But in this, there's like a thing where Charlotte wants more than anything to get married. And then she kind of is like able to shake off it being like, it's never going to happen. And I felt like that was like a character moment for her mm. where she there's was like, where she was just yeah. like hundred dollars to remove a curse. No. And then she walks out and sees a guy and she's like, this isn't real. I'll probably get married. I just, I just have to like want that and think about it and put that out in the mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. So I, to, she's doing I, the secret. She's, she's doing the secret. secret. Marriage. She's yeah. doing the secret. And I felt like that was definitely like a lighter thing for her, but it was like, all right, she wrapped up for season one. Mm-hmm. She's like still Charlotte that just like hangs out in her world and talks about getting married, but at least she's like got a little confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like that storyline is like four. Cause the, right now they're 31. Do you guys remember what them saying their age in the no. season? They're younger than me. They, I I, think I thought they were mid thirties. Maybe they were, maybe they are early thirties. They might be. 31. I don't think they're I younger than you. like thirty three. Okay. Um, but I I don't know for sure. But um, I feel like that storyline is like very real <laughs> in that mm. you know you're thirty mm. three year old women. Not all of them, but some of them can be very afraid of that. And especially in New York, everybody waits to get married till later mm-hmm. and uh, like people going to tarot card readers and psychics and stuff i just i very much feel like i've heard about that exact mm. sort of thing oh, from yeah. several of my friends yeah so that's really good pers- I'm, I'm glad that you're here to to provide that perspective because i would have just seen that as like a boring storyline but i imagine a lot of people watching that especially you know 30 something year old females were probably like Ah, like I don't, I don't have to be, you know, listening to these tarot card readers. I can take it in my own hands. So. Mm-hmm. But the tarot card thing is like a very, I think it's a very New York thing. It's the first place. This is the first place I've lived where I've seen like a bunch of tarot card readers everywhere. But I've seen like female friends that I know at a bachelorette party all go to a tarot card reader like for fun. But that mm-hmm. seems like a that seemed accurate that it was like, oh, go get my cards read just to see what's out there. I think for a big, a bigger, bigger than you'd expect, that is true. Yeah. Well, whenever I see one, I'm always like, all right, if they're charging 10 bucks, they got to pay rent. So someone's going there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also, it's, it's kind of crazy that, um, as much as she doesn't probably doesn't want to be bound to that. Like there's a point at which if you want to have kids, you're like, you're on the clock, mm-hmm. you know? So you can be Mr. Big and just be like, I right. don't know. I've been through this, but then it's like. For Charlotte, it's like right. you, she if she wants kids and wants to have them and not adopt them, then she has a certain amount of time that she has to that's just like in front of her purview, whereas uh, a guys can put it off. So, yeah, that's true. That's part of it for sure. <laughs> you're like I mean? you're like hey glad it took you guys 12 episodes to recognize all those things you get it you get it i learned all that when i was an 18 year old female and i realized these truths of life it, it yeah. took me a season of sex and city to know that <laughs> to, to reckon with what it is to be a new york female 
so in the beginning of the episode, Carrie's kind of lined for um, writing her column when she's doing her 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 you know famous lines. She's like, "Is religion? Right, what does she say? What is is, is rela- our relationships the religion of the nineties? Mm. Uh, I I think I know what she means by that. What do you guys think that like I what was she saying to that? I mean, was she was she assuming that religion is dead? Our relationships dead as well? I know. I thought she meant no one cares about like organized religion, but people look to relationships to be the thing they seek after, like a spiritual search or, or God. I like to fulfill them in that way. That's what I thought she meant. I I can see that. I think that's like re- religion in general is on on the statistically on the downturn. But that is something that I feel like um, people are always searching for of like love, love as like a replacement for God. I feel like there's some study out there that probably proves her point. So I guess what, what confused me about that when I thought about it a little bit more is, is religion for the most part in that episode was seen as kind of like this neurotic, weird, uh, the guy with the Catholic guilt. It was painted. Well, even in- Miranda said like, it's the worst. She said, it doesn't matter. It's this, Shakers, Quakers. It's all right. there just to ruin your sex life. And and that, right. that's how they portrayed it. And then they say, you know, and she's like asking the question, are relationships the religion of the 90s? But it seems like all she wanted was a relationship. That's what she wanted from Mr. Big. Uh, and so it seems like she was saying that relationships were this awful neurotic thing. So why would she have even wanted that in the first place. So it seemed like it was just a confusing Hmm. line for me. Did anyone else think about that? Or like, I don't know. I don't, did I I deep, did I dive a little bit too deep into that? I I, dove deep and I like it. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, what, what, what exactly was she looking for with that? With that, where was her thought process? I didn't, I didn't track it. And what do you think Jillian? Cause I feel like you are in the, carry position more than any of us i have to say that a lot of those lines she says like and you know what weren't we going back to is one that me and my friends always joke mm-hmm. about like they don't mean that much <laughs> okay <laughs> you know um that's but great. i i actually love dissecting it like that like i think that's so because i i think you're right they're talking about how religion is trash right so are they saying that relationships exactly. are also trash but that's not how you you think of it as like oh yeah you're worshiping your relationships now but that's true. Is it? Is I have it like- a problem of doing that sometimes. I went to sleep no more and I read maps for the entire thing and hated it. And someone's like, you just had to follow the actors. And I was like, you read what? maps? You I, read, read- <laughs> I read maps in a map room. It was awful. That's Oh, man. <laughs> so I do have a problem doing that sometimes. I did wander around in the graveyard by myself for like 15 minutes at one point. I was like, this is so weird. So that's good. So basically we need we takeaways from Jillian is that Carrie's the worst. Mr. Big and Carrie are the worst, and and that her bylines are are nothing to really. <laughs> There's just these to, hackney too much things. attention. Don't to read it. too much into the columns. But it's like also, uh, I, I don't know. I would say with they're uh, smart writers, so I'm not I'm not gonna like let them off the hook that much. I, what I would say is that at the end, I feel like if you're gonna if we're gonna go religion on this, that it's like part of any sort of faith that you see, like the people that have a strong faith. Religious faith usually live their life with maybe a little more like open. There's religion that's like, but then there's some people that it's like, oh, that person seems like they have a strong faith. There seems to be something that is more like relaxed and like open about that, like um, surrendered or whatever. And I feel like at the end of her relationship, it's like she's trying to hold on to Big so tight that she loses him. Hmm. So I feel like there's something there. In that she's kind of like choking out the thing that she loves. And maybe he's into that. Maybe he likes being choked out. <laughs> maybe like get choked out. No, but um, but that I feel like maybe if there was a little more like uh open to I don't know, maybe it's up to her to have the faith in the relationship. Cause he tells her and she's like, You have to give it to me, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading into it too much too, but there is something there, I think. I can't tell if because here's the thing. I think everything we've said about like, what does it mean? What's the connection? I think like you said, all those, like Jillian said, I think all those things are interesting. And I also wonder if like Jillian also said, don't read too much into it. It's just a way to be like, 
this episode is about faith. Yeah. I, I just can't I get over it, like is a writing is like a writing tool. I think I think Mr. Big was very genuine when he was like it, when they were talking in the church mm-hmm. and he's like I just need time and I do yeah. these things at my own time. And that's like a very honest thing to tell someone and say like True. And and I know Carrie was saying, but I need this. I need to know right now and it it just seems like he was he was he was trying to work as as best as he could in in a framework and she was kind of the one who was stepping outside that being like no your timeline doesn't matter i have to know like i want to know right now or else i'm pulling the plug on this whole thing and i, I don't know I, like i don't often go this way but i'm going i'm i'm going to like go a little bit towards agreeing with mr big i guess yeah. I don't know. I, I'm confused and need to think about it more. Well, I have a question for Jillian, actually. Like, so in that sense, I feel like the church conversation, it was palpably awkward. Like they did a good job of, they played it serious, but they played it the awkwardness. But she, he says, he introduces her as like, this is my friend, Carrie, which when we were watching, I was actually like, ooh. Yeah, that was cool. And then, and then, but then he goes back and explains again. He's like, I listen. Like, this is my mom. and She's it, not young. She's not young. Yeah. And and like, you can get that. Like you said, he's in his late 40s. So he's probably like, I don't talk to my mom about all my relationships. And then he said, my mom doesn't need to meet yet another girlfriend, which is another kind of like low blow, but he doesn't mean it. But I am kind of going with John where I felt like they sort of humanized big and get and like showed a little more of his struggle as like an older guy, not even struggle of him just being like, look, I've been married once. I like you. This is kind of what I do. Like he was just pretty open. Do you think? And so I think it's easier to see that as a guy in our older ages, (laughs) I, I feel like I can relate with that or like I can relate with his character and be like, I can see him doing that. What do you think about that as, as not being a guy? I don't fault him at all. Like mm-hmm. that's his truth, and he what isn't he's not lying. He's not leading her on, and I think that's the thing. She, but I also I just think she needed what she needed, and she mm-hmm. was like at her end, you know. Yeah. So I, in one way, I do agree in the fact that like perhaps if she had been more willing to take a little more risk and just hold on a little longer, mm-hmm. it would have been fine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which it's not spoiler, mm-hmm. but like, you know, uh, maybe then everything that things would have calmed down. She would have been fine. He would have gotten more comfortable. She might've met his mom a few months later, right. you know, but I think that in relationships, like you have to be brave enough to ask for what you need. If mm. you know, you need that thing. And so I don't really fault either of them. You know, she, she could have held on, but she knew that's not what she wanted and he didn't lie. And that's good too. He has to do what he is right for him as well. Wow. You do. Yeah. Whenever I I feel like I heard it when I was young, but it didn't actually become real until you're an adult, but that like the emotions that you feel are real and Mm -hmm. like, you can't tell someone not to feel a certain way because, and you can't force yourself to not feel a certain way. You do. And so that's where I guess you have to give them both points for her mm-hmm. being like, I need this from you. Like, I feel this way. And he also wasn't like, lighten up. I don't know. And that's probably just the message is sometimes people can both have their truths and not work out. And at that point, you need to go your separate ways rather than seven more seasons and two movies with the person. <laughs> But and yet <laughs> I was going to say, and yet like we know, I don't know the next time we'll see Mr. Big, but I know we see him again sometime. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I think ugh, in a like heartbreaking way, like you could think in reality, it'd be like, they maybe got lunch again sometime they talk, but it's like, yeah, it, it kind of didn't work out. But like, I know that we see big again and I know that. Do you know what the, the hardest, most painful thing is and this is like from my experience what is like and when you want something to work out with a person so you go your separate ways but then in the back back of your head you're like we just need like three months and then we and that's the thing like for it to come around you actually have to let go Mm -hmm. you actually have to so whatever they're doing now like is what needs to happen but i feel like i feel bad for carrie or big in their head of being like all right we're broken up, but like maybe if it is to work out, we can orchestrate that in some way to like give enough time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It would be interesting to know the writers or the direction of the show in season one if they were like, if they brought Big back because they wanted him to, or if they're like, 
everyone loves this guy. We yeah. gotta. Yeah, that's true. You gotta think about that. Chris Knopf is show. a hell of an actor. <laughs> it's like he's got that weird, smoky, confused, like glare he always does. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, because we didn't talk about this, where the uh, where the perfume launch was, Fallen Angel. Mm-hmm. That was Limelight Church, yeah. right? You guys know the history of Limelight. No. Is, that, is that the one that has like all the shops in it now? Yes, yeah, but yeah. it was an it's, Episcopal like church. A- it was an Episcopal church in New York City for a long time, and then it kind of, it just, I, I don't know, due to like maybe no one going to it anymore or whatever, it turned into a club in the 90s and was like the hottest club. And then someone got murdered there. What? And they made a movie about it not called. Not there. Not there. <laughs> well, no, sorry. Do you know the story of Party oh, Monster? I know the story. <laughs> can you give us so can you give us a 45 second like roundup of just like yeah. touching Limelight Church and all that stuff, Limelight Club? Michael Alec was a party promoter at Limelight. He was on crazy drugs one night at his apartment and murdered his dealer, chopped up his body, threw it in the river. Served a bunch of years in prison, is now out and living in New York City. What? Where's his new club? Let's go. Uh, He is literally still working in nightlife and like doing weird clubby events and stuff and sells artwork now. It's a fan, it's an amazing story. But there's a movie called Party Monster about it, right? With Culkin, Um, right? Yes. But the limelight was like, was the club in the day and and recently it was a gym and now it's a store. Yeah. That's wow. What store? It's a bunch I mean, of stores. It was like a bunch of small little boutique stores. It's a bunch yeah. of small little pieces of a, a body. Chop, chop, a body yeah. chop, it's really weird. Welcome to Finger. It smells like uh, <laughs> oh, smells like river water. <laughs> it smells like river water. <laughs> All right. So the last thing that we do in an episode is we go around the circle and uh, we share. We rate the episode and uh, rating scale one to five Cosmos. You can use half and quarter Cosmos. Mm. Um, who wants to start this one? I'll start it. I don't Corey. think I've I don't think I've started one this season. Pressure's so. on. Start. Go. Oh, go. Now. I, go. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I Kevin? can't. I'm just kidding. I can. I was trying to do my best like Mr. Big, but he didn't talk. It would be <laughs> it'd be dumb to it would not just talk be silence. on a podcast. It'd just be dead air. Um I I we do this a lot on the Bradshaw Boys. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three. I thought I was gonna go three and a half. I'm going three. I think I'm kind of a sucker for things like ending up well. And I felt like, you know, this was, this had a good cliffhanger for an end of a season one. I bet if you were watching this when it came out, you'd be like, oh, shoot, is that, are they done? Will we ever see big again? I, like I said, I liked the wrap up of Charlotte's character. Uh, the Samantha thing wasn't great. And the, the, she called him the guy with the gherkin penis. Like that was a little stupid. And I mean, that was a great joke. But I, I felt like the storylines, you, we got to at least get a good storyline. Like we got time with each, with each character. Mm -hmm. Very happy to see Skipper come back. Oh yeah. Uh, So I I felt like it was at least a decent wrap up. I don't feel like it was like the strongest, Mm -hmm. the emotional stuff made it a little heavy. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go three on three cosmos. Kevin. Um, one of my favorite parts about any season finale is when like the gang is back. And I, so I loved like Skipper and Stanford we didn't get to talk about Stanford. Well, he was just at the club. But um, so I liked seeing them. I liked the uh, the theme. I liked it way more than you. I I would say four Cosmos. Wow. Um, wow. I really liked it, and I actually didn't. I, the Samantha thing didn't bother me that much, mm-hmm. just because I like that they really talked about the issue of like people with small penises, you know. <laughs> and like, no, um, I just I was fine for that to be played for laughs because. The carry thing seemed to be so heavy, especially towards the end. And I just liked how earnestly it like destroyed her. That so, was, yeah, that was fun. I, I, I thought it was fun. Um, but no, I, I would give it four Cosmos. I'm, I'm going to go three Cosmos as well. You got a drinking buddy, Corey. Oh, man, John. Let's sign up for three of them. We'll get a cab home together. <laughs> three Cosmos I'll call each. A, I'll call a Juno. Can't come. Sorry, Kevin. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, for all the reasons I talked about, I, I, I thought uh, I, I liked the Miranda story. I liked the um, Samantha story. And it was okay. Charlotte was kind of okay. Carrie's was, as you said, heavy. And um, yeah, I think I think I would have gone two two Cosmos had uh, if it wasn't for Skipper. He he really added that that last Cosmos. Just because you won a drinking buddy. Yeah. So 
Jillian? Uh, I would also give three Cosmos. Ooh. Odd man out. Um, Kevin's drinking alone. Can yeah. I come? Can I come here if <laughs> guys drinking? Just part? lower. Just lower your Cosmos. I just think that the, uh, the Carrie, I think you find out a lot about her in this ep and like mm-hmm. just how she's going to be, I think. But there's the other three characters have so much more to offer and you learn so much more about them and other and just it, it's more every every episode is funny but more like a lot of other episodes teach you much more and you you learn a lot more along with them I feel like this one didn't have that much to offer on the other storylines mm-hmm. awesome right. well let's uh let's end with with some advice what's like a really good advice question we could get from oh yeah from well, what is just the single you? single greatest piece of advice that you could give to uh, a, a young new yorker Moving to the city, looking looking for any sort of relationship. Yeah, let's do that That's somewhere great. in their first year ish. Um, I always say date with intent, mm. and that can mean many different things. But I think like if you know you want to be married in a year, uh, you better be dating that way because mm. you know you can pretend that you're dating that way if you're going on three tender dates a week, but that's not you're not being authentic with yourself and the people you're dating, you know? And the other thing I just think I said a lot tonight is uh, ask for what you need. I honestly think so many of the questions that I get for the column are people that are terrified to be like, is this my boyfriend? Um, are we, you know, are we serious? Do, you know, are we going to move forward? And I'm, I'm, it's just like, you will never know what people are thinking unless you ask mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, you can ask me for all the advice in the world, but until you talk to your partner about mm-hmm. it, there's, you will never know. And, you know, don't be afraid to be like, I'm either going to, you're going to commit to me or I'm done. You know, that's your right. And it's your right to feel safe. So yeah, those are the two pieces of advice I'd offer. Fantastic. Right. Those are great you advice. Put great somebody advice. on the spot. They just yeah. like swish after swish. I know. <laughs> they would Thanks, guys. Amazing. We should start an advice podcast, but none of us give the advice. <laughs> it's just you. We just all do our Mr. Big impressions and stay quiet and just <laughs> Was listen to Is that good advice? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Aww. thanks for joining us for Amazing. Season, Jillian, season one. That's Jillian, a wrap. Thank you, Jillian. That's a wrap thank on you. season one. Where can we find you on the internet and on social media? Um, Twitter at Jillathrilla. Um, my website, JillianAnthony.com. And of course, I'm the editor of Time Out New York that comes out every week. And so does my column, Let Us Explain. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be back uh, with another episode talking all about season one and the things we learned and some fun surprises. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we're the Bradshaw Boys. Bye. 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 The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.